0: Sirocco.
1: From the backstretch to the turf club at the racebooks and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning. Well, all right. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program for this Wednesday as we continue to roll up to the new year on the weekend coming up in this holiday season here at the South Point uh, Studios. We are here live at the South Point Studios at the South Point Hotel Casino on the Fabulous Strip. And, of course, we welcome all of our race day listeners through the many different platforms that we have, like our local radio station here for the folks listening out there at Sports Talk 1400 AM or 107.1 FM, and, of course, all of the other platforms that we have, like our streaming on our websites, global, And, of course, your iPhones and your Androids, you know, those things you can't live without. You can get your KSHP phone app there, put it on your device, and you can hear us now streaming on the show. And, of course, anywhere you get your podcasting, we're all, all over the place there. But most importantly, we're here at the South Point Studio. And, of course, go to YouTube at South Point Studio, get to YouTube, put in the search bar, South Point Studio, you get to the uh, site here, and then you can see and hear us now on the race day shows, you can also watch the archived ones a little bit later on if you're in a time zone maybe that 7 a.m. is a little bit too early for you, and of course, uh, we ask you to subscribe when you're on the YouTube site, okay, it's free of charge. Uh, it's great. You'll get notifications, etc., of uh, the shows, etc. cetera. But subscribe, and you'll be all set and ready to go for the race day shows. We appreciate that, of course, during this holiday season. And yesterday was a big day at Santa Anita. It was opening day at Santa Anita. And, it, you know, Santa Anita's opening, like uh, very seldom or very few uh, calendar days in racing that are days that everybody looks forward to, special days like the Kentucky Derby day or the Preakness or the Belmont when there's a Triple Crown coming up obviously the Breeders Cup Travers Day Opening Day at uh, Oaklawn Park or Opening Day at Saratoga or Del Mar and Opening Day at Santa Anita especially uh, at the time it comes the day after Christmas is a very special day and uh, certainly uh, people look forward to it, and they did yesterday. They had over 37,000 people live at the racetrack at Santa Anita, and they pumped in over $18 million, all sources, in the races yesterday at Santa Anita. It was a great day of racing. We're going to get into the recaps of those races at Santa Anita. Some of them were out just amazingly exciting with tight photo finishes in some of the stakes, races, et cetera. Everybody seemed to be having a good time. And, of course, our handicappers, boy, did they have a good time. We had five selections on this show. Four of them won. John Hardoon had one. Jerry Jackwoods had one. John Lendo. Rich horse runs second, but he won the football game he gave us. And, of course, um, Jerry Jay's reverse play also won. So it was a good day of racing as far as our handicappers were concerned. Now, today, of course, Santa Anita opened yesterday. It's going to take today and tomorrow off. It'll resume on Friday, and of course we're still waiting for Aquic to come off the holiday, uh, their holiday uh, sabbatical for the uh, holiday of Christmas. They'll be back tomorrow, and of course Oakland Park same way. They're going to come back over the weekend. So we're kind of pumping it up, getting ready for the big thrust over the uh, holiday weekend of New Year's. And all I can tell you, boys, New Year's. They're just planning blockbuster stuff here in Las Vegas. I mean, it's going to be something else with about uh, anywhere from 375 to 400,000 people enjoying uh, New Year's Eve here in Las Vegas on a fabulous strip. And, of course, all the monster fireworks, over eight big mega resorts are all going to have their fireworks at the same time on midnight here in Las Vegas. But how would the weather be? Well, right now, they tell us that throughout the week, through uh, New Year's Day, we're going to start out in the mornings in the low 40s. Some of the outer areas will be uh, in the uh, mid to high 30s starting out. And then we're going to pop out in the high 50s, and some areas may be creeping into 60, 61 degrees. It's uh, going to be partly cloudy today, and it'll be a little cloudy uh, for a few of the days, but it, 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 uh, there's no precipitation that we have to worry about, that's for sure. And looking across the country right now, As far as the uh, racing today, and there is a limited amount of racing, we do have six racetracks on our uh, menu today. One of the tracks has a mandatory payoff, folks. Believe it or not, whatever that pick five carryover is at Parks Racing, they're going to give away today. It's a mandatory payoff in the pick five today, assuming it's the last pick five of the day. Oh, so we'll wait and see. We get, we'll get the latest from Jonathan Hardin. He's all over that stuff. But it is a mandatory payoff today at uh, Parks. So that is a, a key race as far as players are concerned for that aspect. But uh, there's six tracks on the menu uh, for today as well. And as far as the weather is concerned, well, the Pacific Coast is clear, except for the uh, northwest. That's a, a a front coming in. But no racing in Southern California today. The Gulf Coast looks pretty darn clear. For most of the country it does, except for the East Coast. When you get from the Mideast up way up into the East Coast, and it starts out in the Midwest right around Ohio, there's just a blanket of uh, uh, rain and some parts snow, etc. So we're going to look uh, in the Northeast as uh, maybe a little bit off tracks for the tracks there. That includes park racing, parks racing today. All right, uh, I want to remind you that we do have Jonathan Hardoon on our show today. Rich Eng will be along, uh, hopefully, maybe to give us a football game for uh, today. Uh, John Linda will be with us. Jerry Jack is going to give us one final thought about his philosophies as far as uh, playing the races, etc. And, of course, uh, we have your racing menu as well. And a recap of yesterday at Santa Anita. What a day it was. Can't, get, can't wait to get started with that. So, I can't wait. So let's uh, we'll go to our first break. And when we come back, we'll get you your racing menu. And then, of course, Jonathan Hardoon. So don't go away on this Wednesday race day, Las Vegas radio program coming to you live and direct from the South Point Studios here in your gaming capital of the world. Go to South Point Studio at YouTube and subscribe. We'll be right back.
2: Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's Racebook has the answer.
1: Okay, back on the race day las vegas radio program for this wednesday as we said it was a great day of racing out at santa Anita yesterday that's for sure eighteen point three million dollars uh all source uh handy uh all source handle uh for the day but it was uh, it was thirty percent lower than the uh, handle was last year the handle last year was twenty six million three hundred fifteen thousand sixteen dollars but remember it was a tuesday opening this year and last year it was a little bit different but uh they had some great racing. For the folks who didn't see or bet the races and was part of that handle or attendance yesterday, you really missed something. And uh, we'll, we'll get into that in just a moment. Let's go to our racing menu of racetracks for today. And, of course, uh, as always, we tell you that the first post times we broadcast on this menu each and every racing day reflect that at the Pacific Time Zone. The reason for that is we're here in the Pacific Time Zone, right here at the South Point. These will be the first post times that roll out in our race book right over there. And everybody else in the Pacific time zone, same deal. Now, we know that our platform of streaming goes all over the world, so there's many different time zones that you're in. And if you're in another time zone, adjust the first post times on this menu to the Pacific time zone. Hey, I don't want you to miss anything. I don't want you to miss a a chance at uh, making a bet because you missed out on the post time. So make sure that you adjust to the Pacific time zone for this racing menu I don't want you to miss anything like I miss mom and dad. Okay, here we go. We begin with Parks Racing. Now, Parks Racing has 10 races today. Their first post time is 9.05 a.m. Pacific time. And as we said, it's a mandatory payoff today in the Pick 5 jackpot. Now, the Pick 5 jackpot starts out at $415,616. $415,616 is your carryover in the jackpot. No jackpot provision. It's a mandatory payoff. Best tickets will chop it all up, plus all the money in it today. Parks Racing, mandatory payoff in their pick five. And a first post time. Ten races. Full fields, too, by the way. 9.05, first post at uh, Parks. Tampa Bay Downs is next. Tampa Bay Downs has a pick six jackpot carryover. $21,949 there. Tampa Bay's uh, first post time for nine races set at 9.20. 9.20 Tampa Bay. Mahoning Valley Racecourse. Mahoning Valley Racecourse has eight races today. Their first post time is 9.45. 9.45 at Mahoning Valley today. And then next up comes Turfway Park. Turfway Park has been having full fields, man. they got a lot of horses, and they're racing there throughout that meet. Turfway's really full fields for nine races today as well. Let's see what Turfway has. Well, Turfway Park has a uh, carryover in their Super High Five. Super High Five carryover today at Turfway Park. $1,923. It is a regular Super High Five, not a jackpot. So that's the carryover there at Turfway Park. First post time for their nine races is at $2.55 today. And then you got Penn National. Penn National comes up with a seven-race card. Penn National's first post time is at 3 p.m., 3 p.m. at Penn National. They've got a super high five jackpot carryover today of $3,521. First post time Penn at 3 o'clock. And then Delta Downs will wrap it up today. Delta Downs' first post time is 3.05 for their eight-race card. 3.05 at Delta Downs today. And that is your Wednesday racing menu as we roll on in to the new year a couple of final days left of this year we're going to go out to Jonathan Hardoon standing by Jonathan good morning Uh, and uh, how you doing today how's the weather out there okay I am having a little problem I can't hear you and I'm sure that we'll work that out in a minute but in any case, uh, go ahead and uh, tell us uh, again, uh, how's the weather there? And what's the weather expected to be over the weekend? All right, we're having, we're, we're having a little problem with uh, Jonathan's uh, feed right now as far as the, uh, the audio is concerned. But we'll get that uh, together. Let me give you a quick... Uh, rundown of what happened at Santa Anita yesterday, and of course, uh, when we get our handicappers back on, they'll give us their version of some of these races. But it started out the day at 11 a.m. with the Richain giving us a uh, pick in that race. Richie's pick ran second in the race. The winner of the first race at Santa Anita this year—that's the trivia question you'll be answering somewhere in a bar somewhere along the line—was uh, Umberto Rispoli riding Big. Big O from Fresno. Big O from Fresno wins and pays 10.20 as the opener at Santa Anita. Uh, The second race was the first race for two-year-olds this year. Remember, the two-year-olds, they're getting real close to a new birthday here. So this is the final days that you can get uh, two-year-olds, you know, before they turn universally. Every horse turns an extra year older on the first day of January. So for the two-year-olds there, Colorado Cruiser won the second race under Edwin Maldonado paying 12.20. Then we get to the first of the six stakes races yesterday at San Anita. It was the San Gabriel at a mile and one eighth on the turf for three year olds and up. That race was won by the horse that many people thought would win, and certainly was the favorite in the race. Easter. Easter came with that burst of closing speed. They got the job done. Easter wins for Phil D'Amato. Turf race, turf stakes race, Phil D'Amato right off the bat. Uh, Antonio Friso was the uh, rider there. Easter paid $3.40, outrunning missed the cut, who had a perfect trip on the inside, tilted off, came, uh, got the lead under uh, Ired Ortiz Jr., but then just was no match for the closing charge of Easter. And Easter wins it. Finishing third in the race was the early pace setter, Tio Maggio. But then the uh, seventh race for Maidens, uh, three to five years old. The winner there was Judge Miller. Flavian Pratt gets his first win of the meet at 320. You move on to the fifth race, the next of the uh, stakes races at San Anita, the American Oaks for three-year-old fillies at a mile and a quarter on the turf. That was starting halfway down the hill and then the circumference on the inner turf course. The winner there was Ana Zett. Now, Ana Zett, uh, wins the race as expected. For Leonard Powell and Umberto Rispoli, who was getting his second win of the day in his first stakes race of the day, that was uh, paid three twenty. Finishing second in the race was Be Your Best. This was the horse that Jerry gave out as his selection, but Anazette was part of the reverse play there, so his reverse play won. A- uh, Be Your Best ran second. Musical Mischief was third. The reverse exacta for a buck paid $3.10. They were favorites in that race. That's for sure. As a matter of fact, the early pick four uh, paid $20.75. The early pick five, $145. So in the early going of the races, it was pretty much figured out by the betting public. Then we get to the uh, sixth race, the uh, San Antonio stakes for, at a mile and 16th for three-year-olds. Now, this is part of the Santa Anita Handicap Series. The San Antonio was won by New Grange, Irad Ortiz Jr. aboard for the Phil D'Amato trainee, so DeMalo, DeMalo won uh, two of the first three stakes races on the card yesterday. Newgrange paid nine sixty, outrunning Mixto, a horse that uh, uh, John Leno and Jerry, uh, Jonathan Hardoon also liked. Jonathan loved this horse yesterday. Mixto made the exact to happen in that one. He was a big price. He nailed Brickyard Ride for second. Brickyard Ride finished third in the San Antonio. Uh, the seventh race was won by Beef Winslow. This was... a uh, uh, John Lendo's pick on the show. Uh, hopefully we can get the uh, audio uh, straightened out so we can get our handicappers on. But uh, John Lendo loved this horse on the show yesterday. This is one of those uh, races, again, where you get the odds of the horse when they start off the race, and it, it drops down during the race. He paid $7 at 5-2. to two. He paid $7 to win, but he was a higher price going in the starting gate. <clears throat> that was uh, Mr. Mark Glatt's second win of the day. Thanks a lot, John, for that winner. Beef Winslow in the seventh. Then the eighth race was the centerpiece of all the stakes races yesterday at uh, Santa Anita, the grade one Malibu stakes for $300,000. This turned out to be a really, really good race because when they turned for home, Speed Boat Beach and Hajazi were matching stride, stride for stride, and they were several lengths in front of the rest of the uh, track. And and when it appeared as though Hajazi put a head or a neck in front, Speedboat Beach re-rallied from the inside and then pulled away at the end. Speedboat Beach wins under Flavian Pratt to win the Malibu, Jerry J's key horse in that race. Uh, this was Pratt's third win of the day in the first eight races and his second stakes race of the day. And it was trained by Bob Baffert. And when they hit the head of the stretch, Baffert should have started walking down to the winner's circle because he also trained Haji, uh Hajis, I should say. And that's so he finished first and second in the Malibu. This was his sixth Malibu win. He ties Richard Mandela for the most Malibu victories yesterday. Bob Baffert does with the win there Uh, and finishing third in the race was giant mischief. Those were link ups to Jerry J's key horse, Speedboat Beach. So Jerry is uh, accredited for the winner at five twenty. The dollar exacta at eight sixty and the dollar trifecta paid forty four dollars and ten cents. Speedboat. Beach wins the Malibu. And then the uh, next race was the uh, grade one Mathis mile at a mile on the turf. That one was won by Watsonville. And when I tell you that uh, that photo finish was about as close as you could possibly get, that would be an understatement. I thought it was a dead heat. But in the end, Watsonville from the inside stuck his nose out in front right at the wire and won the photo finish with Almandares, Watsonville Antonio Frasu aboard, getting his second stakes win of the day with this one for Mark Glatt, who won his third race of the day. Watsonville paid $11 even. Amandere was, was second, and uh, Dandy Man Shines was third in that one. Then we got to the La Brea stakes for the three-year-old fillies, a counterpart of the Malibu. And in this race, Daddy's Ruby gets the win under John Hernandez. Daddy's Ruby for Peter Miller pays $14.20, finishing second, Big Pond, and clearly unhinged, finished third. Final race of the day was won by visually Edwin Maldonado taking him gate to wire. Maldonado's second win of the day paid $23 even, and that topped off a big day of racing at uh, Santa Anita. You can see Mark Glatt, Bob Baffert, Ray Sue, Flavien Pratt, Maldonado even had a couple of wins on the day. It was, uh, it was a great day of racing for a lot of different people, and certainly the players as well. The uh, pick six paid $26,619.50. Pick four in the last four races, four hundred thirty four ten. The pick five, $1,609.25. And by the way, that all-turf pick three, that thing for a three dollar base bet paid six hundred thirty four dollars and fifty cents do we have uh... jonathan worked out yet all right we're gonna go to our uh... next break and see if we can uh... get this uh... ironed out don't go away
2: wanna bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book south point casinos race book has the answer Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Wanna bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casinos Racebook has the answer.
1: Back on the race day Las Vegas radio program I Want to give everybody out there a little heads up on something we're having a small technical difficulty hooking up the, the uh, handicappers right now they're working on it It'll be a couple of minutes and I'm sure they'll figure it out in the meantime we are still audio to our radio station uh, KSHB 1400 a.m. and 107.1 FM and certainly we're still uh, on here at the South Point studio you just don't have a picture of us right now which is probably good for you at this time of the morning with me anyhow uh, but, in any case, um, we 're going to work on it, and uh, they 're going to get it uh, done, and hope oh, I have faith in them anyhow. Uh, just to recap uh, the handicappers, by the way, recapping the handicappers, Jonathan Ardune did have a winner for us at Gulfstream Park yesterday. Uh, that ninth race winner, Sonicus uh, for uh, Mr. Jaramillo, uh, paid 540 bet down from three to one on the morning line. So our handicappers did very well yesterday on the show. In the feature race at Gulfstream yesterday, the Via Borghese, the winner was Romania, Romana Mia. I should say, Romana Mia. That winner uh, paid $3.80 as the big favorite under uh, the uh, guidance of uh, John Velasquez and uh, trained by Graham Motion. That was the winner of the Via Borghese yesterday at Gulfstream Park. And as we said, as we move through the week, uh, you know, there's a lot of racetracks that took a, a ho- the holiday off. And as we move through the week and we get to the uh, weekend with the, uh, obviously, the uh, big uh, New Year's uh, weekend coming up. Tomorrow, Thursday, we'll have six racetracks. Aqueduct will uh, kick back in. And uh, Aqueduct, of course, will be there along with uh, Delta Downs. Gulfstream Park will be back. Mahoning uh, Mahoning Valley will be back. And, of course, uh, Penn National and Turfway Park. Then on Friday, December 29th, we have 11 racetracks on the menu. Now, Aqueduct kicks in along with Delta Downs. The Fairgrounds is back. They'll be running on Friday. Golden Gate is back. Gulfstream Park will continue. Laurel Park comes back on the, the board. Oak Lawn Park, after their holiday break, they'll be back. And then <clears throat> you'll have a Penn National. San Anita will be back for their uh, second of uh Day of the uh, meet so far. Santa Anita will be back with an early post time. I think around 12 noon. Tampa Bay Downs and Turfway Park, and then on Saturday, December 30th, you got uh, 11 races, uh, 11 tracks again on the racing menu. They include Aqueduct, Delta Downs, Fairgrounds, Golden Gate, Gulfstream Park, uh, Laurel, Mahoning Valley, and uh, Oaklawn Park, along with Santa Anita, Tampa Bay Downs, and Turfway Park. So you can see that we're going to be rolling along and get all those racetracks back on board by the big New Year's holiday weekend. Now, to take a look at uh, some of the races, you know, after the first of the year, you have these two-year-olds that are going to be coming uh, three-year-olds. And so now we look towards the races, the early races, that are going to be uh, Kentucky Derby point givers. Now, uh, the uh, points early in the uh, year, uh, for the most part in uh, January and February, are 10-pointers. But every point counts when you're getting in crunch time, when you're getting towards the first Saturday in May with a horse. So, as we move through the first of the year, the next race coming up with 10 points for the Kentucky Derby future uh, Kentucky Derby leaderboard will be the Smarty Jones Stakes at Oaklawn Park. That'll happen on the first of January. That comes up on Monday, the Smarty Jones. On the sixth of January, the Jerome out at Aqueduct, another 10 pointer. On the seventh of January the Sham Stakes a grade 3 at Santa Anita has 10 points then uh, down there at uh, the fairgrounds the Louisiana Derby series the first one in that is the LeCompte the LeCompte will have 10 points and that happens on January 20th and then on January 27th the beginning of the Arkansas Derby series where the grade 3 Southwest will be on on the 27th of January that race gets 20 points total 10 points to the win. So, again, the Southwest is just 10 points for the win in that. And then, of course, we'll move through February that has the Bob Lewis at Santa Anita, the Holy Bull at Gulfstream. The Holy Bull is part of the Florida Derby Series. The Sam Davis over there at Tampa Bay, that's part of the Tampa Bay Derby Series. The Withers, that's uh, at Aqueduct, that's beginning the um, Wood Memorial Series. The Risen Star will be the second in the series leading up to the Louisiana Derby at the Fairgrounds. That's on February seventeenth, and then the Rebel Stakes, a Grade Two, which of course is the second leg in the Arkansas Derby series at uh, at uh, Oaklawn Park, will happen on February twenty fourth. And all of those races uh... through the withers will be ten pointers. As you get to the Risen Star, it pumps up to twenty five points for the winner, and then the Rebel will also be a twenty five pointer. So as you can see by the time you get to the end of February the point system will get a lot higher uh, for uh the Kentucky Derby horses. Mm-hmm. All right, uh I'll uh, I'll check with our folks out there and uh, see are we making any headway as far as uh... Okay, are we making any headway with our handicappers? We may. Oh, they may have. Okay. Uh Rich, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear Rich. Can you guys hear him? Okay, if we can get Jonathan Ardun back, we'll squeeze him in as well. Maybe. But not now. I want to talk to Richie. Good morning, Rich. How are you?
0: Hey, good morning, Ralph. If you need to keep the segment short, I understand, because you have to squeeze four, four handicappers
2: in.
1: Well, you know, I will bet you, you were thinking to yourself, man, this UNLV running Rebels are a lot tougher team than I thought. But in the end, they got wore down by uh, Kansas, and Kansas not only won the bowl game you gave out to us yesterday, but they also covered that point spread as well. But i got to tell you, UNLV played a hell of a game.
0: They really played with a lot of motivation. Uh, You've heard me talking about motivation being a key factor. In the bowl season, they the kids really wanted to be there, played with a lot of energy. You saw the chippiness after the game. It showed you how much they cared. Uh, there was a little fight after the game uh, out in midfield. Yeah. But uh, interesting uh, angle on the game yesterday for betting purposes shows how tough it is to bet the bowl games with the portal and the fact that uh, Kansas State, uh, Kansas had opened up as a 12-point favorite, got bet up to 13, mm-hmm. by the it got bet down to minus 7.5, and the reason was because there were rumors out there that the Kansas quarterback Bean and the running back Neal were going to skip the game. So the line plummeted from minus 13 to minus 7.5, but Kansas State covered all numbers except for the 13.
1: Uh, now I uh, well actually uh, they tied the thirteen, so it was uh,
0: they tied the thirteen. Yeah. That's correct.
1: So nobody, uh, whatever point spread you got, if you, uh, you had Kansas, you didn't lose any money. And uh, the only people that uh, kind of they say in the business kissed their sister is uh, the people that got the uh, thirteen. But uh, you know, all I can say is there was a strategic point of the game where UNLV were going pretty much toe to toe with Kansas, and it was fourth down and uh, a yard. And they decided to make this uh, spectacular play, you know, a pass uh, for like a 20-yard pass, a long pass, and it failed. And, you know, you thought to yourself, when you're in a, a dogfight like this, uh, why not try to run and get the yard and keep the uh, drive alive and see if you can get to the end zone? I'm not a coach, but I thought that was an unusual call.
0: Well, if you remember, there was a possession before the Kansas uh, was in the same scenario. fourth and one. Yeah. They were about the 45-yard line of UNLV, and uh, the quarterback rolled out to his right and threw a 40-yard strike to the tight end for a touchdown, so they turned fourth and one into a touchdown. And, you know, a factor that was huge in the game was the fact that Kansas was penalized almost 200 yards in penalties first three quarters, and uh, you know, that's that's tough for any team sure. on any level of football to overcome, sure. so uh, w- without the 200 yards in penalty, I actually felt pretty confident Kansas would have run away with the game, but they kept uh, shooting themselves in the foot, so to speak.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think they had between 18 and 20 penalties, didn't they?
0: Yeah, the, and like half of them were major penalties, uh, personal fouls. It was, it was a chippy game throughout.
1: All right, well, uh, what, what do we got today?
0: Well, there's uh, four more bowl games. I'm going to isolate on one, Ralph. It is the Holiday Bowl at five o'clock Pacific time between Louisville and USC. Uh, USC uh, had some issues uh, about midway through the season. They opened up the season six and zero, and then they limped home one and five. They fired the defensive coordinator, and the USC could not stop anybody. On defense, especially running attacks, uh Louisville went ten and three in the first year under a uh, new coach, Jeff Braum. This is a heck of a coach brahm he 's the coach who developed uh, Aiden o 'Connell, yeah. who is the raider quarterback. He played for him for three years as the starting quarterback so this Braum can really coach i I'm, I definitely like uh Louisville. I checked some of the numbers uh, while I was waiting to come on. Uh, there are some minus six out of there, so shop for price because there's minus six and a half, minus seven. You always want to get the best price when you're betting anything in the sports route. So I saw minus six, but I like Louisville to win the Holiday Bowl over U.S. Any
1: key players in that uh, game that are entering the portal and not uh, participating?
0: Well, the number one, you're setting me up with a softball, Ralph, is Caleb Williams. That's uh, right. The quarterback for USC is definitely uh, skipping the game to go pro. Mm -hmm. A lot of people feel he'll still be the number one pick in the NFL draft. There's like another half a dozen players for USC that are either skipping to join the uh, the NFL or there's quite a few more uh, jumping into the transfer portal. Lincoln Riley has even hinted that he might go pro, but... I tell you what, for the money he makes and the position he's at, I think he'd be foolish to to switch to the NFL at this point in his career. But uh-huh. uh, there's going to be a lot of USC players um, skipping the game.
1: All right, so we got Louisville. Uh, it uh, kicks off at five o'clock on Fox. Uh, get Louisville and get see if you can get a really uh, a lower number. It opened up at seven and a half. What do you? What's the best number you see right now?
0: I see a minus six. Okay. So uh, you got quite a few hours to kick off right. and. Uh, USC money keeps coming in. Who knows? You might go to five and a half, might even go to five.
1: All right. You got it, my man. Thanks a lot. I know that you don't have any picks today for horse racing, do you?
0: No, I no, no okay. horses today. We'll just uh, ride the Louisville right. Cardinal.
1: All right. Thanks a lot, Rich. Uh, we have now, uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. And we have now Jonathan Dardoon uh, hooked up again. And maybe uh, I can hear Jonathan. Jonathan, you there? I hear you loud and clear. Oh, fantastic. See, I I tell you, we got a crack staff here. Uh, You know, stuff happens. I mean, you know, you know what hits the wall once in a while, but they come back and uh, correct that thing in no no time whatsoever. Jonathan, uh, I'll cut right to the chase with you. Uh, Yesterday at Santa Anita, an interesting day and an exciting day of racing for a lot of those races some terrific
3: races ralph a lot of close photos a little of something for everybody baffert won uh, the big race again he had three horses entered he ran one two with speedboat beach uh winning the race uh there were some terrific races and terrific performances easter once again showed that uh he's terrific and his set was great uh, they were really good races all the way through and uh 37,000 these days to draw to the track in a live crowd, that's pretty impressive. And uh, they bet over $18 million, so that was good.
1: Yeah, you know, I could tell you, though, uh, uh, Jonathan, uh, some of those races were just winning by a hair. I mean, they were good driving finishes. It, It provided a lot more excitement than just a win and a loss for a lot of players out there. I mean, that crowd was really responding
3: yeah and watsonville in this in the feet in the, one of the grass stakes, got a bob of bobs. I mean his nose was just down when they hit the wire he w- the other horse had to race before the race before the wire and after the wire, except uh, Watsonville was in front on the wire and that's when it counts
1: and Watsonville was on the inside, usually the inside oh. horse does not get the you know the no. the, the but you got perfect a photo the yeah
3: most of the time, but yeah. th- they were just out of sync and he hit it right.
1: Most impressive win by speed, uh, Boat Beach? Yeah, he looked like
3: he was done in the middle of the stretch. And Jazzy looked like he was going by, but he rebroke. I think it was advantage being inside yesterday, and certainly nothing was wrong with speed. You didn't see horses coming from out of the clouds to win. So it was speed favoring. And by the way, there was one major drop. uh, Beef Winslow went from 9 to 2 to 5 to 2. yeah. 9-2 9-2 at the top of the stretch, 5-2 to two when they crossed the wire. But that was really the only bad one for the day that I noticed.
1: Well, here's the deal. You know, John Lindo just uh, takes the rubber band off the bankroll once in a while. <laughs> so maybe it was him. We'll wait and see. I'll, I'll give him a little jab there. I see he's starting to smile a little on the feed there. Yeah, we we know, John. Uh, you You probably made a nice score in that race. But so did we, by the way. And uh, so did, I hope, uh, a lot of our listeners there. Jonathan, uh, I know you have a sheet today for Tampa Bay. Do you have a pick?
3: I do. I have a pick for Tampa and Parks, by the way, mandatory payout. There's only one pick five on mandatory payout days, and that's the late pick five, but All I have right. a selection war in the fourth race. And let's do Tampa first, ninth and final rough, seven furlongs on the main track, and I like the number nine horse in here, mean tweets. A 3 year old gelding from the Pedro Posadas bond, Lorian Sosa board to ride. This horse makes his third start of the meet. They've only been open about a month, and he's now making his third start. Obviously, he likes this track. He draws a good outside box. Five to one on the morning line. Number nine. Mean Tweets wins today's ninth and final out of Tampa.
1: You uh, mean Tweets, huh? Okay, that's it. All right. Uh, maybe it's a mean X's now. You don't know, but in any case, in the ninth race is number nine. Easy to remember the nine and the ninth race today at Tampa Bay. All right, you got something at parks.
3: I do. The fourth race today, by the way, the late mandatory pick five starts in race number six. It is raining there as we speak, so right. the track may get bad as the day goes on. So if you're handicapping, keep that in mind. Right. I'm going to look at the fourth race today, get everybody some pick five money. And in the fourth race today, number eight, Marion Grace, a three-year-old filly was claimed out of her last start by trainer Michael Catalano. Uh, Sylvia Gonzalez aboard to ride. She's listed at 7-2 on the morning line. She likes moisture in the track. She draws a good outside box. Number 8, Marion Grace. 7-2 on the morning line wins today's fourth race out at Parks.
1: All right, fourth race at Parks. Number 8, Marion Grace. The 8 in the 4th at Parks today. Just Jonathan's all over the place with his stuff. (laughs) Whenever you have a racing day, Jonathan will figure out a place somewhere. That's for sure. Thanks a lot, Jonathan. We'll talk to you tomorrow in our usual spot and uh, everything's gonna be fine tomorrow don't worry
3: stay safe and be well thanks Ralph
1: all right now we are bypassing uh, the rest of the commercials to make sure we get our, our other handicappers on so let's go right to uh, John Lendo John good morning good morning Ralphie how are you well I'm fine and I know you are because you moved that tote board yesterday
4: Oh, it wasn't me. I tell you, I'm not going to change a horse from nine to two to five to two, but uh, we did okay there. Uh, that was the first time we've seen that uh, late odds change at Santa Anita. And if you looked at the will pays going into the race, that's probably what the horse should be. But when you have 37,000 people on track, Ralph, a lot of them are recreational, new to the game, mm-hmm. and they see that odds change like that, they're wondering what happened. So. That's not how we want to introduce new players to the game, especially with all the fixed odds wagering and the pro sports going on.
1: That is a very good prime example of what Los Alamitos uh, did experimentally in the last meet where they showed, based on the probable payoffs of the gimmicks, the pick threes, et cetera, what the horse should be in uh, relation to the money bet and the payoffs in the pick three. And if they have posted that, they'd, the people would have had a lot more of a sense that this was was going to pay seven dollars and not eleven,
4: right? And and daily players like you and I, we know to kind of look at the world pace now because the tote board is not necessarily accurate. Right. But again, when you when you're dealing with new people there and you want to try and get them to become fans of the game, if they thought they got nine to two and they got five to two, they're going to be shaking their heads saying, "Well, that doesn't make any sense." So it's something we need to address. It's it's a it's a problem and it's not going away anytime soon.
1: Now I know it was uh, there was a lot of energy out there yesterday at San Anita you can feel it through the simulcast signal everybody was having a good time there were a lot of celebrities and a lot of great stuff happening there and I'm sure a lot of people showed up for that uh, the, the best calendar in racing uh, to get their calendar there that's for sure but um and w- I know it was a Tuesday it was an odd day for uh, an opening that's for sure but without major other major racetracks uh, running the same day like Aqueduct or Oak Lawn, uh, you know, it 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 seemed to me that the handle, although it was great, you know, I mean, I'm not taking anything away from it, it was still a 30% drop off of the opening day last year.
4: Well, it's the day, Ralph. Uh, that yeah, was the best yeah. Tuesday handle that they've ever had at Santa Anita. So, uh, you know, Monday's coming, uh, like last year, coming off of the, the weekend, more people have... Uh, the day off because the holiday falls on, on the Monday. Mm -hmm. But yesterday, a lot of people had to go back to work. So that hurt a little bit, but in general, people were still getting their wagers in. And I think I know Santa Anita was happy with that. And the the quality of racing and the, the close racing was was terrific.
1: Oh man, there were so many good, exciting races. What, uh, what got your heart pumping?
4: Oh, watching the La Brea with Daddy's Ruby uh, hanging on by a nostril, it was uh, unbelievable. Uh, the two Calvaryts, 1-2 and the great one La Brea. Big Pond is the one that got beat a nose. And uh, I didn't think the uh, the inside Philly Daddy's Ruby won until they showed the slow-mo and said, uh, watched her drop her head right on the wire.
1: Yeah, and the Mathis Miles, same thing. It was the, a head bob that determined the win in the second place.
4: Right. Watsonville looked like he was beat because Alm- Almanderas went by him at the 16th pole. But he just pinned his ears, dropped his head, said let's go, and he went fought back and won. So terrific racing yesterday, good clean racing, safe racing, and uh, it was fun. The conditions were really good.
1: At John, uh, the Malibu, when they turned for home, Bob Baffert could have just left his box and started walking towards the winner's circle. He was going to win it either way. But it was uh, it was kind of, uh, I thought, really um, in a good championship way that Speedboat Beach actually Put away a very tenacious Hajazi at the end and started pulling away.
4: Well, I think uh, Speedboat Beach benefited by those tough beats in the Breeders' Cup Sprint uh-huh. and, and the comeback of the Sandy and Sprint Championship where he dueled head and head to the wire. That really got him legged up to fight off the other horse, Hajazi, uh, who's a little bit light on experience. And I think it showed down the lane, but both horses ran super. I think Speedboat Beach got a buyer's pay figure right around 100 for that victory. And uh, he looks like a sprinter all the way. I don't know if he's going to stretch out. I do think Hijazi will run a little bit further.
1: And, of course, the uh, closing kick, the amazing turn of speed that Easter had, got the job done in the San Gabriel. And, of course, in the American Oaks, Anazette uh, had to work to get up uh, to beat uh, the uh, Be Your Best, but did so in the end wearing her down. Uh, Be Your Best uh, got a, a terrific trip under Ired Ortiz, Jr.
4: Yeah, uh, I was surprised to see Be Your Best on the lead. Uh, yeah. But I read, looked at the race, no speed. I'm going to put her up on the lead. Probably not her best style, but it was her best chance to win yesterday. Anisette was just the best filly, and she won fair and square.
1: Yeah. And uh, Jerry Jackowitz, uh picked Be Your Best because he thought the same thing that Irad read, uh, you know, employed. He thought he was going to uh, get an easy lead with that horse. He did. Uh, but it was just, uh, just no match for Anisette's closing kick, that's for sure. And of course,. Uh, New Newgrange, out in the middle of the track, finally got the uh, victory in the San Antonio.
4: He's a difficult horse to to, to figure out. Uh, he, he, has to, he always looks like he's under a drive all the way around. You have to keep pedaling on him. And you never know if he's going to go forward or, or, or stop in the lane. But he got a clean trip yesterday, looked good all the way around. And he won pretty easy, but I don't know what he beat, Ralph.
1: Well, uh, he at least got the win in the uh, San Antonio, that's for sure. And Mr. Damato racked up his second stakes win early in the day yesterday. Uh, but all I could say, it was a fantastic day of racing uh, overall yesterday. The the racing on the track, the uh, the feel from the uh, folks, uh, the payoffs weren't that bad. I mean, you know, there wasn't any giant uh, horses, but the horses that figured to run did exciting finishes, and of course, as you say. It was a a safe day of racing for all concerned, the horses and the jockeys, and that's always good stuff. Now we're going to take a couple of- One thing, Ralph, to
4: make a note that we noted yesterday, those horses that did ship in by van and couldn't train over the the rainy track, none of those horses fired. Uh So I I really do think it it hurt all those horses. I, I think you draw a line through horses like Hal and some of the others who were the victim, I think, of how the circumstances came up. Not being able to get here on, on, on an early basis and train.
1: Yeah, that was the Brad Cox trainee in the La Brea. Everybody, it was a, it was the betting favorite and uh, vied for the lead for a little bit and then just dropped out as though something. Yeah, it was definitely affected by uh, something. That's for sure. Uh, so Brad Cox will have to regroup with that one. But uh, I know that you, in the future, with the Lindo report, will be noting those horses when they come back that uh, that were uh, compromised by situation.
4: Right. I'm just taking my notes now Keep everything <laughs> for when they come back and uh, try and take advantage of it when we get the right spot.
1: All right, John, well, we'll uh, resume uh, Santa Anita on Friday, but you'll be with us tomorrow. Will you have a sheet for tomorrow?
4: Nothing tomorrow for me because we go through Monday in Southern California. Uh-huh. What I am looking at, I think there was a carryover in the late pick five at Golden Gate yesterday. I don't think anybody hit it. I don't see it on the chart, but watching the race, I don't think it. And if they did not hit it, I'll add the late Golden Gate Pick 5 analysis to Friday's Linda Report with Santa Anita.
1: All right. And we will have you back tomorrow to look ahead for the weekend at Santa Anita. In the meantime, Count Bink wins those money, will you?
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's spent, Ralph. we got to go back to work.
1: Okay. You got it, my man. Thanks a lot. We're going to, as I say, we're going to sidestep all the commercials because of our technical difficulties early. So we're going right to Jerry Jackowitz right now. Jerry, good morning. All right. Uh, we're having a little bit of a problem with Jerry. Okay, we're um, good now, Jerry. Okay, good. Turn on the button, Jerry. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. Uh, what's that? What, what's button, that? T- what's that T-shirt you're wearing today? Aruba. Aruba. Oh, I see. Okay, I see a little Aruba shirt there.
5: Yeah, it's an Aruba hat also. One happy
1: island. Okay, now uh, i
5: was going for an advertisement for Aruba.
1: Your uh, UNLV didn't play so bad last night. No, they played really very well, I thought. All right, now you... I, uh, the other team had a couple, of,
5: a couple of players that were just a little too uh, good for them.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I think UNLV came a long way in their football program this year alone, and we're kind of excited to see what happens next year, that's for sure. Absolutely. A great, a great season by our UNLV running Rebels. Well, uh, Jerry, you gave us a winner yesterday, uh, flat out, with Speedboat Beach, and of course a reverse play that won when Anazet B be, beat Be Your Best, a horse that you thought was going to do exactly what she did.
5: Yeah, um, I thought she ran well. Be Your Best won off a great price, uh, you know, three sixty to one, which was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, she ended up on the lead, and um, maybe that, you know. That maybe that helped her. Maybe it hurt her. Who knows? But uh, um, she had never run that way before. So <clears throat> maybe that made her a little vulnerable to Anisette deep in the stretch. But she ran a really good race, and uh, that race probably would win some of the time. I don't know how often, but uh, it was a good effort. We got second. Maybe we broke even on the bet. That wouldn't be so terrible. No, it I wouldn't. Anisette was a huge over, underlay, but... Uh, Ran, ran well. So uh, um, we couldn't make any money there, but we probably didn't lose any. And we did, should have done very well with the wind bed on Speedboat Beach. Uh, two to one was just great money there.
1: And now, you know, our contemporary uh, Mr. Uh, at, at the ESPN does a two minute drill, Mr. Berman. Right, And so now I'm going to give you a two minute drill because that's what we got left on the show to give us your final thoughts about uh, all of the uh, instructions you've been giving us all week.
5: Okay, so let's stop. Let's just go right to the power page. What does it mean? It's a handicapping aid. I give you ratings on each horse based on what I think the horse will do. I give you alerts on horses that I think are improving form with the star horse. I was rooting for the Raiders the other day. Um, I give you early speed notations, a one if the horse is very fast early relative to the field. I give you the V horses and we give you mutter marks. What I want you to do is I want you to do your own handicapping, come up with two or three or four horses in a race and then go to the Power page and see if it has information that'll help you focus in on a price horse. That's what I want for you guys. I want the Power page to help you find a price horse or keep you from betting if you don't have really a price horse. And you say, let's say your top-rated horse is my top-rated horse. There's no star horses in the race, and the horse is three to two. You don't have to bet. It's, I'm not confirming that it's a, a good idea to bet. I'm confirming that you have an underlay. Use the Power page to find value horses. My best customers often write to me all the time. I had a 20-to-1 shot. It was fourth or fifth on your sheet. I used them. In the second and third position, and I cashed a huge exacto with the three to one favorite. That's music to my ears. That's the two minute drill for you, Ralph.
1: All right. So, in other words, the key thing with with your product and with asking the players to do the fundamental handicapping to begin with, so they can pare it down a little and then use your product yes. as a lean one way or the other, is a product oh, that's absolutely. is a product that's pointing them towards. Value, value, value. Right. Right. If you don't
5: have the idea that you need value, you you're you're in the wrong game and you don't have to do your own handicap. You can you can take John's sheet or Richie's sheet or you can have another sheet and use them and then use my sheet to kind of maybe fine tune where your play should be at.
1: Well, our production, our production crew here is starting to learn a little bit more about horse racing than they had before. And one of the gentlemen here said when he heard that uh, a lot of the handicappers yesterday when we were going over some of the races landed on uh, speed boat Beach several times, he said when you get those, uh, his assessment is if you get a lot of different handicappers who have different handicapping angles coming up with the horse, means the horse uh, must look very good. So, hey, we got guys learning out there. That's right, but still, you
5: can't make the bet if there's no value. If the right. horse was down even money, so what if I liked it?
1: Yeah. Well, it, it, that it only comes into play if you're doing, like, pick fours or pick fives, etc., and you need a horse like that maybe to get through the, the, the bet.
5: Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, but well, yeah, I, I don't want to say no to that because there's some truth to that.
1: All right, and unfortunately, we have run out of time. Your two-minute drill went two and a half minutes, but that's okay. We're still going to get out on time. Go ahead and say it, Jerry.
5: Have a great race day, everybody.
1: No technical difficulties tomorrow. We'll see you at 7 a.m.